0: Hello, and welcome to the Old Farm Bus Podcast. This is the back of the bus session. not your bit (laughs) (laughs) hello and welcome to the old farm bus back at the bus sessions podcast today i've got a fantastic guest i'm really buzzing about this you give me you don't know this but one of the best nights of my life i only met you once and it was incredible so welcome aboard tiff holland yeah (laughs) you said you'd go mad and you went mad I love it, you stuck to your word. <laughs> it was a good night, wasn't it? It was incredible. Last week's buskin session with Project Zeus. The vibe was
1: ridiculous. And the audience, I don't know who you know or like, who you <laughs> managed to invite, but oh my God.
0: Oh, thank they you, were- man
1: the shit
0: well i thought your crowd was the ones that were sort of making it this shit meaning (laughs) the good shit (laughs) but it just uh again not many people knew one another but they all just come together in unison and it was a really nice atmosphere my my favorite bit is when we all went on the stage i know yeah there must have been what 30 40 on there or just like I've been up and down. I was so nervous because I made that stage
1: <laughs> you, that... with your bare hands.
0: <laughs> hands, <laughs> it's a pallet stage, so just laid loads of pallets down. And being you, modest, you know. You
1: didn't have like thirty people to test it out. Uh, exactly
0: <laughs> that, but now I've got no worry about any band ever coming because like, that holds thirty mad <laughs> bastards. <laughs> Let's get an orchestra on there. I really could, couldn't we? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, symphony! That sounds amazing. <laughs> It's going to be like Chatsworth one day, this place. Oh, my God, incredible. But thank you so much for coming today, because that night, just meeting you, I came over, and I'm obviously good friends of the Project Zeus boys, and we've got a little podcast together. There's a bit of history there. I could come over and just be myself. And I met you, and I just like, I really like who you are and I don't know you have not spoken properly but it's the smile (laughs) you've got a really friendly (laughs) smile lovely energy nice eyes about you and you you know when you can just tell somebody's got something about them I felt that there so I was going I want to explore it but I've just got so much to conduct and do yeah so what better place than a podcast (laughs) but is there there a lot of mystery there or have I overlooked it all (laughs) I mean you know
1: like you're not okay first of all I low-key felt the same about you. The socks and slider and bright jacket combination. Yeah,
0: it's pretty strong. I was strong. like, okay,
1: this guy came
0: here for business. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but, oh, yeah. You had your wild jacket on as well. Which so, maybe oh, we yeah. met. It oh, it's clothing that brought us together. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, just on a aside, what do you think to that? Because I like that you wear bright, powerful colours. Do you do that on purpose?
1: I mean, yeah. Like, I... I, I don't know if it's bougie of me, but I don't mean it in a bougie way in the slightest. I don't like to wear things that I know other people have mm. because i it I dress and I use clothes as like self-expression and i want right. I want you to know that it's come from me, mm. so I kind of intentionally choose things that I know people probably won't have so that it
0: literally is me speaking to. Other people with Mm. clothes. I'm I'm on like a... Again, I'm always learning, forever picking up things. And clothing (laughs) seems to be my new sort of passion and yeah. mission statement of finding <laughs> who I am through clothing because I, I go charity shopping with Chrissy and my Nan.
1: I love that. It's love so it. good.
0: And you can find absolute a bargains, but something so unique that mm-hmm. nobody else is gonna have. I think Thrift Shop's a song on this isn't it? Yeah. Matt yeah. yeah. I'm gonna some <laughs> <Yeah. here. laughs> But there, there's something about how I used to feel I'm sure we'll get into like sort of the mental side of it later and the mentality of it. But I thought differently, but I expressed myself through my visual sense, my my outside exterior, like everybody else. Yeah. But a moment, I thought, no, if I'm gonna feel this way, speak this way, why don't I embody it as well? Yeah. yeah. And I started wearing the colour clothes that actually it feels right, doesn't it? There's no words to describe it. It's just a feeling. You go, oh. Okay, yeah. we <laughs> go. Arrived. We go. Yeah, <laughs> I am here. <laughs> and the, there's something really powerful. It's kind of just a reminder to myself. In that day, when I put something powerful on, or, or a big colour, or something bright, because I get a lot pissed for it. You can imagine me going to the yeah. gym all the time. Yeah. I live in Ripley, which is a bit large, large lads. Yeah. Everyone says something because I fully own it now and I fully enjoy it, when I see myself in a mirror or something, I go, oh, remember, that's the happy, the bright, the, the smiley, and it, it puts me back in that frame of mind. Yeah. Do you get that with your no, clothes?
1: No, 100%. And I also feel like, as well as it being for you, I feel like other people can take <clears throat> something from that as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because there's been many a times where I've been wearing something and, like, some it's not even out there for me, it's just something that I'm like, oh I kind of fancy wearing that today but someone will come over and they'll be like, oh my god, like I love the f- fact that you're confident enough to wear that and yes. then they walk away with a little bit more like, hmm, like maybe I could do that as well.
0: Have you had that experience a lot then? Have yeah, you had a few- well,
1: well I used to <laughs> I used to study um, fashion design in <gasps> college so about like, I'd say three years of my life I was like making my own things and It was outrageous, some of the outfits that I would walk around in. Um, And, like, running through Nottingham... um, Because I went to college in Nottingham, so, like, we'd make stuff and then we'd go out into town and we'd, like, photo shoot it. And I made this, like, massive skirt out of um, electric tape and I, like, weaved it all together. And it was, like, this big headpiece and I was just kind of like, you know what, I feel... I feel like art. Yes. And th- that's literally what it is. And I'm like, you look at something and you think it's magnific- magnificent because of all the work and, like, um, thought and emotion that's gone into it. Mm. It's the exact same thing with, like, clothes.
0: Mm. Obviously,
1: obviously, in some cases they have to be a bit practical. Yeah. But, you know, why can't, why can't you, like, express an emotion? Why can't you
0: express Show a side of yourself. Thinking? Yeah. I do, I've I really felt uncomfortable with, I, I got... Ended, uh, ended up getting asked to leave my schools. <laughs> I didn't do so well in there. I didn't like conformity, That's let's say I it mean, that way. I'm yeah, here for but that. <laughs> the, um, yeah, the, the concept, you can't have like a different hair colour. It just baffles me. You can't go in a certain X, Y yeah. and Z. Yeah. They need to be taught to, uniform's important, conform's important. This like No, but that's the beauty of people. Individuality. Yeah, we have got to have some form of structure in life, but also, why can't we learn to Accept everybody's uniqueness yeah. and beauty, and, and, and clothes can be a, a starting yeah. point on that, can't they?
1: No, a hundred percent. No, I feel like a lot of the negative things that you experience through life come from that like conformist kind of mindset that you're taught mm. when you're younger. Because if everyone's not the same, which none of us are, none of us have been through the same thing, none mm. of us have, like, none of us are, have really that much in terms of being identical that when you go out into the real world Mm. and you have to experience people that are different to you you take it badly Mm. because you're like oh i don't know what that is and what in school that has been taught to be bad you know Mm. so how how can you kind of raise children to adults to go out and be good people Mm. if they don't know anything about what it's like to actually be around You, like, yeah,
0: difference. exactly, exactly. Mate, I, it's funny, I was <laughs> saying before this podcast, I went and filmed a podcast and I might reference this guy in it a few times today. <laughs> he was um, Paul Cope. If anyone wants to check him out, he's, he knows stuff. <laughs> but he said something really powerful today um, and it was imagining people... Um, like a car manufactures and you've got all these cars going through and throughout generations, actually what we've gone and done is we're building these cars and then we're building in floors from the off. So they're being built with floors within them. And then what happens is the floors go off into society and onwards and then they come back round and they go back into the factories and start building more floors within the floors and I felt very strongly about what he said there so like school this sense of conformity and I just think it's on this vicious cycle of we've started out on a really bad foundation Mm, yeah of of gaining in floors in these vehicles in these people building back round and then they go off into those manufacturers and building blocks and they put more floors within it and I I, I feel that strongly so the more you do you. <laughs> you your truthful honest yeah. most real self I do think there is a lot of inspiration to be gained from that there's a lot of wisdom to be taken from it and I, I felt that from that moment we met I goes, oh, that is a person <laughs> right there just sitting in comfortability in absolute I'm just going to be me tonight and if people don't vibe it fair play if yeah. they do come in no, come join
1: and that's all there is to life yeah It's as simple as that. And I feel like everyone should have the privilege of being able to be like, this is who I am. Mm. And I think it breaks my heart, actually, that there are people out there that may have never and may never get to experience the, comf- the, the confidence and comfortability that comes with being like this is who I
0: am mm, unapologetically yeah, a part of me yeah. and yeah I mean I, th- I don't know if it's just because of the vision that I'm seeing at the minute but I make film and I've been got this job and I'm filming a famous TikToker got a million followers doing his thing But there's a part of him, which is is an awesome person, there's probably something underground there that needs to be looked at, Mm. um, or or nurtured more than looked at, Um, but there's a bit of a bullying campaign behind it. I see people just not being nice to him, and all he's doing is expressing his passion, what he loves to do, unapologetically all these other people just seem to be throwing shit at him because i've been at, um on instagram maybe like six or seven years yeah. facebook 10 years plus whatever it is tiktok that just seems like a shower of shit it just seems <laughs> a horrible place for people to just throw hurl abuse at each other and i've only just had this little insight because i've been bought into the world because i wanted to see what was going off mm. and i just feel that sense of people just getting on the bandwagon, getting in wolf packs, conforming, being like one another, I think it's going the wrong direction. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. In the younger generations, and obviously we can talk about that later because you work in education, you work with young people. Yeah. And I want I want to do my best, but it can feel suffocating that there's so much um, to fight against or, or to battle with when it's just a be like the next person be like the next we can't get outside of it you have to keep chipping away don't you
1: it is and the fact that it's everywhere like you can't you can't go to the shop you can't go to the gym you can't watch the tv without like some kind of message Mm. being thrown at you to be like you need to be like this this is what you should look like and all of it really bottom line is money like that's it because if you as a, as a human being, if you don't have anything you're aspiring to, and if you're comfortable with who you are, then no one's making money out of that because you don't feel the need to buy anything. Yeah. You know, you don't feel the need to go out and spend loads of money on surgery or makeup or like, you know, steroids and getting mm, big at the gym mm, or any like mm, anything like that.
0: Following the narrative. Yeah,
1: because you know, if, if you're comfortable, then you're chilling and you're fine. But people don't want that because they need to be making money out of
0: mm. you. And I suppose the compassionate side of that goes, it's just been cleverly built yeah. and ingrained and indoctrinated into society. Have you ever seen the documentary Hypernormalization? No. So Adam Curtis is a documentary maker. That's but another
1: one I'm going to write down. Yeah, yeah. Got all the <laughs> you got a list
0: after this. <laughs> My friend explained it to me and um, in the documentary, there's a... Where this consumerism came from was uh, Edward Bernays in the fifties. Have you heard of Edward Bernays? Yeah, that was it. And uh, the way he explained that to me, I went, "What an evil genius!" (laughs) Wise guy. Evil genius. And and truthfully, it was. um, Again, we used to buy things on utility. You've got feet, so you need shoes. You want to be warmer? Here's a coat. But then realised that that would cut out the consumer. After that, you've you've killed off your market. So what he did was turn it into: buy these shoes, you will be sexy, and then you keep the consumer because what you're doing is getting them to battle one another and compete over the yeah, sexiest and yeah. the most powerful or the most incredible, whatever it is. And from that, this is where the vicious cycle of consumerism come from. And I just do you feel or is there any way of putting that out to people in front of them where they'll listen do, do, because saying that to people they you get nods a lot of the time mm. but then we keep on this trap we keep on the treadmill and we end up again falling off it and feeling depressed yeah. getting down to the paths of suicidal at points because the answer's so in front of us we don't need this go back to nature go back to your animal sides if, like have your basic needs met and then you know you can have your little quirks yeah. and enjoyments you don't have to go back into robes but it's not the answer do you know what i mean yeah, do you
1: i i think one of the biggest things that I've learned in the last year from my friend Molly, who's a hypnotherapist. Wow. Is this idea of, like, turning poison into medicine. Um, and uh-huh. I didn't really, I don't think I ever could have really understood what that meant in any other point in my life other than now. But I think in a situation like that, it's emotion that they use to... Mm. Kind of get you into that cycle in the first place it's the emotion of jealousy it's emotion of like wanting and desire and wanting something more and i feel like you can use emotion to almost start reversing it by even just showing compassion to more people and <laughs> like complimenting someone on something that they're obviously inconfident about mm. you know like just generally portraying what Goodness, so, mm. that, so that people can absorb it and be like, actually, you know what? And even back, going back to the clothing thing we were talking about, being able to wear things mm. and then having other people see it and be like, yeah. actually, I can do that as well. Like you're, you're almost educating slowly, bit by bit, and I guess one person at a time. But hopefully, little tiny things like that it can just
0: emanate, all and add builds. up, and
1: can probably change a person's mm. whole journey just
0: like that i've always been a a sucker for uh, animation affirmation (laughs) and quotes and some uh, because i like poetry i've used but i thought oh could i spin that could i turn it into its own thing but the one that i've never been able to spin better than it is is be the change you want to see oh my god it was always the one where i went (laughs) do you know what um you i think it was probably gandhi on it that one you have come up with the greatest <laughs> saying of all time. And that, truthfully lived, truthfully embodied, is how I see change come. A hundred percent. In I've, every I way. I don't
1: think I've ever seen anyone not doing the thing that they want to do that's ever changed anything.
0: Mm. Um Yeah. I mean... So- there's no no more words needed, mate. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I mean, we've made a very short podcast, but a uh, game over. <laughs> no, no. You're so you're very fascinating. You have your eyes open, I say, in uh, not a cliche term, but you've you've thought differently. You broke out the mold. You're outside the boxes. Has it been a long journey? Have you mm. been trapped inside these boxes? Absolutely. Have you been trapped inside these modes of thinking for Abs- a long time?
1: Absolutely. Like I don't.
0: Take us back Way back
1: Like I said Like I said to you earlier I literally don't even know Where to start with it Because it's so many I feel like life comes in Chunks of lessons Like if you're If you're open To changing And developing yourself You will do it Step at a time Mm. And I've There's been many times In my life Where I've been like I know everything I need to know Mm. And then something will happen and I'm
0: like, what? You (laughs) know what I mean? And
1: then I'll I'll learn something else and I'll learn something else and it's just this ongoing cycle of like, I've not reached my biggest, best self yet. Mm. Um, Which I guess in some ways could be negative, but in a lot of ways, I feel like if you use that to kind of give yourself somewhere to aim to, Mm. but also then kind of recognize all the different developments that you're making, it's... It's, yeah, you're it's, gonna, it's, um, really good.
0: It's like always checking in yeah. and just being like, yeah. I've done really well. Having an appraisal yeah. for yourself, recognizing your accolades and what you're about, and being proud and you are enough of this person now, but there's always development, there's always learning. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, that's such a good attitude because I don't think it's wrong to aim for stuff, but what I do is if you miss all the steps along the way, Absolutely, and I, I've, I've been a sucker for that for a long time. I just um. In terms of business, always wanted. We're going to get here. We're going to get here, and then I just get frustrated because I'm going. We're not doing enough. We're not doing enough. But yet,
1: you've forgotten all the bits that you have achieved, and like all the small things that last week, add up.
0: and so on and so on. And you just you you really, truthfully do as an artist, as a musician, as a mm-hmm. performer, as a business owner, as a, a family person, whatever it is in your walk of life. You got to take that minute out to congratulate yourself 100%. for how far you've come, where you're at.
1: percent It's essential, I think, to growing as well because if you don't recognize where you're at and all the good things that you've done up until that point then Mm. how are you supposed to grow because you're still if you're in a mindset of i'm not doing enough you've not recognized the platform that you're on you're not recognizing the tools that you have in that moment to take Mm. you forward Mm. so you're essentially just building on all the stuff that that you have previously which Mm. wouldn't get you to where you are supposed to be because you're here right now not there
0: Mm. A, a commonality that i find with people is they've been through a world of pain <laughs> when they speak like this because you kind of have to go through it. Mm. I, I think I love that saying uh, when you're going through hell, keep going. Yeah. And have you been there then? Have you yeah. been to... The, uh, we don't have to go to the rocky of the rocks and tell us all the ins and outs and nitty bits, but have you tasted that darkness to to get to the light?
1: Yeah, 100%. I... Oh, man. Um... I guess a big a big thing that's kind of impacted me is just feeling like you don't have. there's not anybody in the world that has your back mm. and I mean that in terms of like family, friends, like anybody mm. is just you against the world mm. and i've um I've struggled a lot with like my identity because i my so i grew up with my mom mm-hmm. and she's british she's white and it was her and then various different uh, partners mm-hmm. and my dad is jamaican um and for like a very long time, I, I, grew, I grew up in Crouch as well, which is like a very like white area, mm-hmm. and there was I think there was like a one. It's not far, is it
0: from here? No, it's not wow. at all. Um,
1: but when I, I think <laughs> when I was growing up, that was probably like... well, I'm 25 now, so it would have been like, quite a while ago. Mm-hmm. But I think there was like one Asian girl living there. Wow. Um, and obviously you can't tell that I'm black at all. So there was this big like divide in my head of, like, I'm I'm supposed to be this, but I, but I have no idea what that is because I didn't know... I didn't know my dad at that point. Mm. And, you know, where I lived as well and the types of people I was around, it was very much, like, um, ra- racist environment, like mm. it was. So in my head growing up, it was very much, like, to be black or to have any kind of association to that was bad, mm. very bad. Mm. And... I spent I spent a lot of my childhood being very like fuck like I don't know who I am and I'm just, I know I'm that mm. but I it based on my community and the people that I'm around that's not good to be so then who am I who am I supposed to be essentially yeah, I had yeah. to always kind of invent these different like things mm, um, characters characters yeah yeah, I yeah. um. That would separate me from uh, my actual life. Your,
0: your real, yeah. Yeah. Um, version of you.
1: So there was there was that, and then that teamed with um, not having like a stable family environment. Like my mom was obviously a single parent, and she was in and out of relationships quite often, and a few abusive relationships as well. Mm. And I'm um, the oldest of. Five, six siblings now. Oldest the six.
0: Nice.
1: So, obviously, I have a lot of responsibility on me at, at, at that point as well. Um, and, yeah, I guess all of that mixed together and feeling quite um, alone in terms of... Because at one point, like, I didn't have my mum there either. There was quite a bit of conflict mm. in our relationship at a few different points. And a lot of that was because of me wanting... Stability yeah. and not having it. And, mm. You know, when you when you're a kid as well, you don't always, you can't always communicate things in the best way. So it's like, how do I show you that I'm struggling? But as a child, you know, what I
0: mean, like, how yeah. do I communicate
1: that to an adult that's not
0: necessarily kind of somebody you expect to be the guide yeah, in yeah, a sense, exactly. and that. you're thinking why am I guiding this yeah
1: yeah. <laughs> so I guess for a long time I literally just felt like I was, looking, I was responsible for my siblings and like taking care of them and responsible for like the choices that my mum would make, responsible for and I felt responsible I suppose for like reaching out to my dad and trying to build a relationship there mm. um, and then also for myself first and foremost which
0: mm.
1: as you can tell from the conversation took a massive back seat in all of that
0: mm. um,
1: so, so yeah all all that kind of happened before i was
0: 19 wow and okay. it's a lot to uh, sift through isn't yes. it a lot to work out yeah okay
1: and then i went to um art, art college and i started studying fashion design which just flipped the game for me completely seriously yeah like Creativity in general, I, I think I've always been quite creative, but because of my environment and, like, limited kind of resources and connections and stuff going on, yeah. it was like, I know I have something, but I don't know where to put it. I don't know who to speak to. Like, no-one wants to help me do that. Mm. So we're just wandering around for ages, like, almost like a bit of a zombie just being like, oh, I'll just follow them for a little while. Um, <laughs> and then... <laughs> I went to art college and met all these random, crazy dressing, like crazy speaking, all kinds of like random Mm. people that Mm. had the best energy and kind of showed me that I can use creativity Mm. to help myself out, figure out who I want to be and figure out how to accept the things about myself that I hadn't been able to accept before
0: love that (laughs) That it's great because i guess young people sometimes saying should i go to uni shouldn't i go to uni should i go to college shouldn't i and again there is just no one route suits all and because of your story um and your the path that you've been on you found that that was a really important place to be so you could meet these sort of people they could inspire you you're building passion together and it's really sounds like a pivotal point of your journey so for that reason you go yeah of course mm-hmm. uni and college or education and being around similar people similar mindsets is a great idea it it's, a, it's expansive and perfect I mean for me I was so ready to get out of education and I think it's the best thing I did I ended up just going travelling after being asked to leave <laughs> went like Australia and South Africa Amazing. and lived around a bit and I think I needed that um, culture shock because I've just known Ripley, 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 this, again, white town, small town mindset. Mm. And that was a different... It wasn't meeting people of passion and meeting people um, of similar lines of thinking. It was elevating myself through different culture shocks and different lines of thinking. Yeah. So everyone's journey's got to be different to suit their needs. 100%. Do you know what I mean? And I
1: guess it all depends because, obviously, I don't know about your um backstory in terms of like what your family was like growing up but I always find that people that kind of have a good support network and a good family background Mm. need that like outside like right what's going on elsewhere whereas at the time I didn't really have the family network that I needed so going to places where people were like me and like who I was wanting to be kind of was what I needed because I didn't, I've never really had it. Right. Um, and it, it gave me so much, it was almost like being reborn in a sense. Yeah. Like, just giving myself uh, a
0: space to... The new you. Explore me, yeah, 100%. I absolutely love that. I think, oh, it's a quote, I'll rehash it, I'll, I'm going to murder this, <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> every man and it's woman and man (laughs) every person has two lives his second starts when he realizes he just has one i actually (laughs) nailed it (laughs) but again i think it's you you have a a second life and you you have to get to a learning stage where you go oh this is my life now, but this is who I'm going to be. I'm going to be this character. I'm going to really live it to its full. So you have to go through a pattern of life and a a first part of it, have your first half, and then get to the stage where you go, not necessarily just this big epiphany moment. Was go, right, I've got to live this now. I've got to really embody it, embrace it, take it. And did that start for you when you found a passion then? Mm -hmm. Was it?
1: Absolutely. I would say at the time, because I didn't know myself enough to be like this is what where I want to get to Fa- um, fashion was just there and mm. it was something that gave me all the things that I needed so I just ran with it and I did a lot of incredible things with it at that point in time mm. but after about three years of doing it I got to the end of it and I was like right I, I was a completely different person like yeah. three years down the line because I had confidence that I uh. never had and I had you know friends and people around me that supported me and at that point I was like actually right re-evaluating the journey that I'm on I don't think fashion is actually what I'm passionate about right um but you have to be in the headspace to be able to make those kind of decisions because if you're operating out of like fear or like miseducation you're gonna just be like yeah that'll do or that'll do Mm. without being able to be like what do I want yeah um so, yeah, after... Um, sorry, is this the me story right now? Am I just talking about myself too much?
0: Please do. That's <laughs> the, This is the way we learn. We learn through um, anecdotes and people's yes. life. That's yes. genuinely what I wanted this podcast to be, always. <laughs> I, I, again, I help a lot of people with their podcasts, and I do another podcast, and sometimes it's all about um, mental health or a certain thing, but this podcast was always just to hear stories and yeah. hear people talk about them and just get naked with yourself, <laughs> strip it off, go, yeah. so do, yeah, all you. Okay,
1: amazing, <laughs> Um. so yeah, well, I guess after I decided that fashion wasn't for me, mm-hmm. and for lots of different reasons, like, like, the industry, like, the negative things behind it, the selling of fashion... Felt good to be making things that only I can wear to express myself, but I didn't want to be boohoo. I didn't want to be like Louis Vuitton. I didn't. I didn't want to be out there pumping out this message of like, you know, this is who you who you be who you can be and what you can have to people that don't necessarily resonate with any of it. Mm. So I was like, right, I want to be doing something completely different, but I want. I still want to. I still want to do something that I can express myself in, and I kind of. F- I kind of had in the back of my mind, like, always, that music was where I kind of wanted to be. Mm. I've, I've kind of dated a few boys that are, like, in the music scene. And now, on reflection... <laughs> I feel like that was only because I was only I was attracted to the music more okay. than like their energy, um, which That's is a big shout self, Sorry if you're listening. Thing to say.
0: <laughs> very aware It's the truth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you make good music. Just <laughs> yeah. backing them up there.
1: <laughs> so yeah, I think it was more. I just. I kind of. Didn't I didn't have enough confidence To admit that music was a thing Because you know you know that whole thing about like People are like, oh, you need to pick a real career Like, music isn't a of course, career of course. And there was that, and then there was also The fact that I'm like, I'd, I'd never Studied music, like, I'd never really Tried any of it before And
0: you're so tw- 19, 20 At this point? Um,
1: t- 21, I wow. would say
0: Old, yeah, <laughs>
1: very old yeah. And then, um yeah i just kind of i was i sat down with myself and i'm really big on like manifestation
0: Mm.
1: not that i have any idea what i'm doing like i literally i'm just like i'm just hoping this works but i kid you not (laughs) right that's what everyone's doing i kid you not every single time i have sat down and i've decided you know what this is what i want and i just need something to help me get there something has landed right in front of me
0: serendipitous yeah
1: honestly yeah it's, it's Freaky.
0: I, do, I, I love the law of attraction. And I think there was a film out recently called A Secret. Yes. And it again, it gets bad rep because it was quite a base level of it. It's like a, a kid's book mm-hmm. towards what law of attraction means yeah. and can be. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if it's real or not, but the philosophy of it, the idea of it, manifestation, putting out what you want into the universe mm-hmm. and letting the universe provide... Why not live like that, regardless? If if you call it woo-woo science and it's just a bunch of fluffy stuff, yeah. but doesn't it mean that you live in a better way for yourself? And lo and behold, it something good's going to come out of it. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. I, ju- I just think, why not live that way? It makes so much sense. And I, I feel the same way. I think there is something more divine, more mystical, more powerful with it because... I am the same, I have had them moments where I went, nah, that's not coincidence, that's a (laughs) way bigger thing than that, but I I put myself in them situations Mm -hmm. because of the mindset that drew me to it. Exactly,
1: I've been um, reading this book that I found on a kind of podcast um, platform, and this guy was like speaking it, and I was like, wow, this sounds incredible, so I bought it, and I'm like halfway through... How could you not? This guy has blown my mind. Really? Like, I've read The Secret and I've read, like, lots of self-help books that are, like, just, you know, think good and think good things will happen. But um, I think it's called The Magic of Believing and it's by some guy from... I've heard of that.
0: Genuinely, it's, yeah.
1: Um, it's quite an old book, but... And the guy that's written it is, like, quite an old guy. But, honestly, he breaks down the science behind manifestation. So, like, normally you'd think it's not science like how can it be because there's no like you know chemicals or reaction involved in it so how can it be science but this guy just kind of simply and you think you'd know this because it makes so much sense once he says it but you don't kind of think it in your head until someone actually says it to you but he's like the reason why manifestation works is literally because you put you put yourself in a place where you're ready to actually go out and do those things mm. if you're if you're always sat here and you're like, mm, I kind of want to do that," then you're kind of gonna do it
0: yeah, you're yeah. kind of gonna do it because yeah. that's
1: that's where you're at in your head. but if you say to yourself, "I'm gonna do this, yeah, and you make a plan to do it a man- like a manifestation plan but a literal mm. plan to do yeah. it yeah then you're going to get what you Actualize want because it. step by step it will it will come to you in some form and it could take years it could take months but you will get what you want because you're sat there making a plan and actually doing the groundwork to get to that place and that that I think is one of the the biggest things that people kind of mistake about manifestation they miss out the active active part of it and then rather
0: than just the I'm just thinking about and it, I, part of it. I think away uh with that book, what does get people on board that wouldn't be into the woo-woo or the mystical is using science so yeah. something actualized that they can understand yeah. on a level and putting it back in front of them saying this is what's happening. And I think I've seen it broken down in that way, because you know, we are made up of cells and then you go into the cells and you keep going in and in and in, and what do you go down to? You go down to vibration. That's what we, we are all made out of matter because you just keep microscoping in all the way in and if you're vibrating on that positive energy scientifically you're going to raise that vibration for self raise that vibration for people around you and then you're ultimately somebody people want to be around people want in their venue people want in their vicinity wherever it is in their organization yeah so but by simply just raising your vibration, which we're made out of, opens up all your opportunity of life. And yeah. I, I think to that simplicity, that degree, why not give it a few weeks if you're feeling a bit rubbish <laughs> to
1: well, like, just try you out? What have got to lose? Like, if you're sat thinking, I need something more
0: but that's just a little bit too fluffy for me. You go, well, listen, the hard <laughs> stuff you've been dealing with now is too much for you. Try the other stuff.
1: Exactly. I also think there's there's almost a bit of shame that comes with wanting something big. Mm. Like, people don't want to be like, oh, I, I, I really want my business to be making like a million pounds a year next year because it's a big thing. And mm. if you don't get there, there's the whole like, oh, I didn't make it. But the fact that you would be sitting and you'd be like "Mm, I don't think I can is literally enough to write you off from ever like getting
0: it Uh, my friend's advice to me said the worst advice I've ever been given was be realistic why be realistic why basically (laughs) if if somebody else out there has done it gone through the grime gone through the grit and got to the top why can't I Mm -hmm. what is stopping you and it it was a little moment like that be realistic oh my god why have i been setting base level all the time why am i going right i'll be tangible Mm -hmm. just gonna get to here uh, this really is cliche but aim for the stars land on a cloud it (laughs) makes so much sense it truthfully does does. go for as big and bright and beautiful as possible Mm -hmm. and something glorious is going to come through with it you just have to make sure that you're not depressed or angry that the 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 top of the pop didn't come through if you know what I mean yeah 100%. you just have to be happy with what is but aim for it go for it and I, I feel that in you I definitely feel I feel that's a part of you I'm just gonna be on this train do my passion do the thing that I love if we can get 50,000 100,000 if we can get big shows wicked yeah but what a just a little on bus no, one here and stuff like, <laughs> I obviously I, so music
1: I only started doing it really like two years ago yeah and it was complete by accident. Going back to what I was saying before, manifestation, hmm. I just sat down one day and I was like, right, I've got the summer, I want to do something musical, I'm going to, you know, put the feelers out there and see what's yeah. going on. This is me not not having any connections to like the music scene in Nottingham, really, whatsoever. And, um... I was scrolling through Facebook, as you do, like, it just gets sucked into the social media platform. (laughs) Down we go. And then out of nowhere just pops up this, like, um, application form for, like, a music project. And I was like, okay, this is a bit weird because this is kind of what I've been wanting. Like, it was, like, an introduction to the music scene. Like, you get to work with lots of different artists. And I was like, what better way for me to learn how to do it than to do it with people that do it mm. and also want to do it so i was like right sign me up i'll do whatever but initially i wasn't signing up i didn't have the balls i suppose to sign up to be like i want to do music and i want to sing i signed up and i was like i can do fashion and mm. i can do like i can help with the music videos and all that <laughs> kind of stuff but i can also sing and that was like a side note which was me kind of being like i really want to do this yeah
0: yeah
1: um and I got there, and luckily for me, they literally, on the first day, made us all sing. <gasps> and I was like,
0: oh, oh my I God. got goosebumps there. <laughs> like, you go, girl, do you sing?
1: <laughs> so, like, you know, what better... Because if, if I'd have got there and they'd been like, what do you want to do? I would have been like, well, I kind of want to do music, but I can do music videos and I can make clothes. They would have just been like, okay, well, there's, that's where you can go. But instead, it gave me an opportunity to be like... Um, I mean I kind of didn't have a choice it literally just threw me in the deep end and was like right you gotta make a, you got. I think we had to make like a rap a rap out of like random words and then perform it in front no of like way. the whole group and I was like I haven't never done that before yeah. it was a lot but at the end of the day I was like I want to do that again mm. it wasn't even a very good rap <laughs> it wasn't <laughs>
0: but I was like I want to do my it again my name is T- I'm pretty <laughs> That's Um, as far as I was going to go there. (laughs) I'm not freestyle like
1: (laughs) No, neither am I, don't worry. Um, And yeah, so it's just kind of gone from there. But the one thing that's taken me from starting up there two years ago to, you know, me and Project to have a festival in Reading next in in September. And like, I've I've done ridiculously, I've been in, like, I've done. Um, Rock City's main stage for Beat the Streets and like dude I, sometimes I sit here and I'm like how in two years having like literally started two years ago has that that whole thing happened and I've realised that I have just been like yes to
0: pretty much everything that's been put in front of me. Nice. And yeah, that's a great piece of advice for young aspiring artists. Yeah,
1: because you never... Want, like, every single thing that I've done, I've met someone that I've worked with in the future that's been able to help me somewhere else down the line.
0: Oh, mate, yeah, You completely. know what I mean? Or
1: I've learned yeah. something that I've been able to
0: utilise in the future. Me and uh, Chrissy did a talk to Lincoln Uni recently and, again, to people that want to make it into the music industry. Yeah. And that was probably my, again biggest epiphany recently of, of recent just saying do you know them gigs where you turn up and there's 12 people there and you just think what am i doing here crappy pub the the sound man's out back off his <laughs> head whatever yeah we'll do it in a minute mate but if you put 110 percent in because you put yourself in that position this literally happened to me actually um gets to mention every podcast there's about 90 podcasts now Martin Illingworth <laughs> <laughs> he's somebody I go into schools with and we go and teach him which is to newly qualified teachers and I, I give writing workshops and I talk about my journey because it was quite an unexpected journey into poetry similar to yours and when we have a bevy later I'll tell you all about it (laughs) the the viewers of this though they'll be bored stiff of it (laughs) Um, but I I went to Annie's Burger Shack in Nottingham I went downstairs put on uh, it was this little gig again rubbishy PA system crackling and I thought what have I done I've just eaten a massive burger I'm knackered (laughs) and there's three of us here I'm just going to do it so I, I got up and I performed, but it's, a, it's a, like a 10-minute piece that I do. It's about football, mas- the, about like, the masculine energy in my family and us correlating that with football. And it's got a lot of life meaning in it and yeah. message. Yeah. And I don't know why, but Martin, I clocked him out of the corner of my eye. This is about six seven years ago. And I just, he was really listening, intently listening. I thought, do you know what, mate? I'm going to perform this for you now. Yeah. This is your poem. <laughs> this is our moment. <laughs> this is me and you, brother. We're in. So I put in all my energy, all my <laughs> effort in this. And afterwards, I went down. And he went, you won't remember me, but um, you used to work at Aisha Coco, this little cafe. And you uh I, I did remember him, actually. Um, and you'd always just come with a smile, you'd come with a coffee, really got on. I went travelling after that. And he goes, I never thought I'd see you again. I didn't expect that. And he gave me his business card. And he's a lecturer at Sheffield Hallam Uni. And, he, uh, mate, he's a local celebrity around here in teaching community. Really? It's hard to be a celebrity teacher, but he's smashed it. <laughs> got books out and all this. So in that moment, I just thought, right, chance it, give him a call. Yeah, yeah, come next week. I'm going to a school. You're coming. Okay got there right I'm I'm just listening though yeah I'm just going li- to No you're you're going to perform I was like bro I got kicked out of my schools I didn't have a good time don't get me up there I I do not belong in schools and now it's been five years, maybe four or five years, I can't remember now, but I've been in hundreds and hundreds of schools with him on stages, wow. in unis, all over. And that was just from that one gig, that one performance where you think, what's the point? Ridiculous. So you really do have to just say yes, mm-hmm. even when you're there, believe in it, and then little moments will come back round. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's really powerful if you just stay true, stay you and, and go for it.
1: You know... Um, a couple of years ago, I went on this little, like, solo journey down to Bristol and I went and stayed in this, like, eco kind of house with all these other like, creative Amazing. people. I can't... Um, what was it called? I can't remember, but I'll show you later.
0: Eco village. Eco village. <laughs> and there was... really creative, me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there was loads of, like, cool people there and they were all, like, making stuff and they're just so friendly and... Um, I was I think I was there for like a week, and the guy that ran it, he was just literally always smiling, like kind of like you, like the older version of you, I would say. My man. <laughs> and um, on my last day, like he t- showed me around um, the studio area that they were building, and then we just got talking about like his life and stuff. And he's been through some mad things, mm. and he's done some mad things. Like he was like chilling with Kate Moss and stuff when he was younger. It was ridiculous. But one of the biggest things that I took from a conversation with him. And these were literally his his words. He was like, "Always look for the coincidences," mm. and I was like, "What?" Like it blew my brains apart a little bit. On my on my way home, I was thinking about it, and I was like, "Every everything that I've kind of done that's been positive has has had some kind of coincidence connected to it. Like it was no well, it was a coincidence that you were doing a gig that." the guy who's who always used to go to the cafe that you used to work at was at that was supposed to help you progress yeah
0: yeah. down a
1: path and it's like what like how how
0: and maybe um by accident i've read that coincidence and made something happen out of it because i was back then and i still am now a chancer and i want to just take them opportunities take them moments and say right this means something let's make it into something Mm -hmm. and i I think it just it wasn't it had to be ingrained it wasn't my natural to do and it was something during my deep depression my my suicidal stage i just had to have a complete restart a complete change of thinking and that was its biggest learner was just go right what you're going to be now is somebody that only sees the yes in this, yeah. only sees the right I know it's not the best thing that's happened to you but what's the learning from here what's the gain and it is the pessimist and optimist thinking and you have to realign yourself don't you hundred completely with that
1: I think it's it has an element of like resourcefulness to it as well because mm. you could have like a crappy situation in the world like really bad feelings and just be able to use some of that and at least one or two things good that are
0: around you to just lift you a little bit there really is there's going to be that pearl of wisdom inside it all that the problem for people is it's really painful to turn inside it yeah. because what we really want to do is just turn away from it go to the next thing as me with traveling really i had so much to work on back home i had so much pain so much angst and and there was bullying and and hurt with the family and what I was doing for a long time what I realised was just running away from it getting away, getting away, but what it did do was give me time to breathe step away but then i got to turn into it and um again from the podcast today it was somebody saying you've got this house unfortunately all the problem is in the basement and you've got to go down in there to build the foundation back up and then you can build the house but what we do a lot of the time is paint the windows up yeah. <laughs> you know, the house is falling down no no go in the basement put the foundation down yeah. no no the windows just nice color we'll be we'll get there. Mm. fall over but you really do In any situation where it's painful you've got to turn into it and just go right time to time to take away something here
1: no 100 (laughs) i i honestly think that that has been one of the biggest things to help me through everything that from when i was a kid all the way to now it's just to be able to look at the things that you are going through and almost like step out of your own experience Mm. and be able to look at it from an outsider's perspective Mm. because then you're not you're not thinking out of like anger or sadness which which are things you're going to feel when you're going through a rough time um and you're able to just be like right am i the problem in this situation you can look at it and be like okay not so much is it this other person are they like you know projecting something onto me and you can really like assess it from afar without having to pull down everything around you yeah you know what I mean
0: dude how far do you live by the way away from here (laughs) because I I had an epiphany as you were speaking I was thinking dude we should do a little podcast together we could do 50 minute ones or 20 minutes but just having um, a female and a male together on on mental health on uh, would just bring two sides of a story together but I just I love the way you speak I've, I've basically trapped you now on this (laughs) and said are you going to do it or not (laughs) i mean we'll leave it to the audience to decide i know you're very busy (laughs) with your life but do you know if you could like once a month come here and have a little chat about this we could make four little snippet episodes and that'd feed us for the month yeah but i do lots of little like the silly ones with a series of theories we ask a big question and it's just fun but where my heart lies is always in providing for others is is, I just want to make people not feel where I got to I hit all the wrong branches as far down as you get to the bottom of the hole I don't think everyone has to go to that extremity that lowness and hit it and go "Uh uh-oh where where do we go now and luckily for me I think through sheer tenacity because I've built that from my mum who's a nutter and a (laughs) few other people in my life there's long stories there but I just went for this shit I'm going to get the ladder I'll find it I'll make one I've just made it out yes. of mud scramble my way to the top and, and manage but there's so many bloody people that don't get that opportunity don't get that um, solace that they just cripple themselves in that place so my, my journey really has always been the mental health side of things and the way you you express yourself articulate it is so profound and beautiful and powerful and I just think it, it warrants to be heard. So if it's not on here with me, you're doing one yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you've got, you've got it. It deserves to be heard, and especially your story. Do you? So you go into education now and help younger people. Is that something I've heard about you?
1: I, well, not so much education is in schools, but um, I help run the project that kind of raised me, um, which is like a, a wow, it's, um, circle of light.
0: I, don't I mean, that's that's what it's called, it's so called I mean, no, I like the Lion King So <laughs> you, you, you sp- sprung through cogs there I was like, yeah, hey, I know it <laughs> But <laughs> maybe not the same one um,
1: Yeah, no, no Lion King But basically what we do um, Which is literally what we did when we started But we do it a bit bigger and a bit more like loud and fun now um, But we get about 30 people every year together in a studio for three weeks and we just make an album together wow. and put it out there and it builds such a from when I started I think we've done it for like three years now no this is the third one coming up in it, by the way if you're interested and you know someone it starts the the beginning of August so get on it because you will regret it if you miss it it's like 18 to 25 year olds that can really join.
0: but um, that's a good that's a great age bracket because again people of that age always count themselves out Mm -hmm. they just go no I've missed my time now I'm just going to plateau and do the norm Mm -hmm. and no you're grabbing these people you're shaking them up and saying we've got you we've got you because you would have been lost without that
1: honestly Mm. I cannot I always always say and I think everyone everyone thinks I'm joking or like they they don't feel it as much as I actually mean it when I say it but I genuinely have no idea what I'd be doing if I didn't make that one choice to join the project. Yeah. I'm not even being biased because I work, I work with them now. But it it changed the game. Like it gave me a new purpose. It gave me like a, a family. It gave me like just a good, a, a nurturing place to try stuff out and. Uh, meet new people to like work with because I always think you know when you're an artist and you're in your bedroom and you're literally like oh I need to do this and I I need a singer or I need a producer or whatever and you can't find one anywhere yeah there's one probably around the corner that you don't know about yeah and they're all just like separate and doing their own thing when really like we need to work together so that you know, when you need a singer, someone can sing on your track, and when you need a producer, someone can produce your track because we're all like we're all facing the same like beast at this point we're all trying to you know hammer away at the bigger industries and yeah. get our stuff heard, and i it we've created something that basically means that we can utilize each other's skill sets,
0: yeah wow,
1: and help help everyone grow and by god it works like mm. i literally in my three years of being a part of it i have seen people including myself go from like what are you doing to like oh my god they're doing incredible huh. through literally just connecting with people yeah and seeing how other people do things and you ed- you almost like get an education out of collaborating with people because you're learning different ways of thinking and different ways to look at things. I think
0: that's the biggest education, it's uh, on the job learning, you're out there, you're doing it, you're networking and then all these powerful traits that you were talking about earlier like confidence building up a self of character and just constantly evolving with this you can't read this really in a book No. you have to implement it you have to get out there and put yourself in them deep territories those deep waters and I'm sure you don't just hurl them in and go go you're, you're off <laughs> but again it's armbands and then it's releasing yeah. that and it's furthering and further in, but yeah. it's inside of it rather than building yourself up you never end up going do you you no. never end up getting to that stage if you're just in your head I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna it never happens. Yeah. Just got to get in, get on. I
1: think, I think one of the things that um, has people always say when they join the Circle of Light is like, they were expecting to come and be around people with loads of egos as well. Cause music I was going to
0: ask that, that yeah. genuine question. So yeah, what, what were you going to say to the, that?
1: The music industry is literally full of egos. Like, yeah. Everywhere you go, it's like, oh, no, I can't work with you, I've done too much. But... There's people that come and you can tell that they've got their back up a little bit because they're used to people being not very nice or, Mm. like, kind of dismissive of something they've put a lot of time into. And they have a bit of, like, a wobble in the beginning because they're like, what is going on here? Like, why is everyone being
0: so nice to me? Mm, mm. (laughs) Um, When does it all crash down? Yeah,
1: and it never does because, like, there's... I have met some of my best, now best friends that, you know, you met. Um, the other night.
0: Oh, we're classing them as besties, always. Besties, the nice. besties. Nice, so... Whoop, whoop. um
1: <laughs> I've met some of my best friends through, through the project because yeah. they're so, like, everyone is there for the same reason and I think it breaks down barriers really easily when you realise, like, actually, no-one is a threat, I'm not competing with anyone, I'm literally just here to grow and so is everyone else. Mm. And that environment, mixed with... The fact that everyone is supportive is the perfect environment for, like,
0: blossoming. How often are you doing these? Is it through all the summer uh, you do it? So,
1: we do it, um, the album project is once every year for three weeks throughout August, Um, and then we've now... Which is a new development. <gasps> I've I've been working hard, I tell you, on this. But we've um, set up a music studio, Wow. which is amazing, and we've also got like a you're
0: little so inspiring. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I've been slaving away trying. To, I've done literally like there's nothing I haven't like touched because it's all kind of. I've been painting. I've been like oiling wood, all kinds of things that I've never even done before, um, just to make it like mm. and. Oh, my God, I've Oil been Oiling wood. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if they, if, if, I heard some people out there, and I thought, if they came in at the wrong time, that would have sounded awful. <laughs> what are you guys up to on here? <laughs> I know what oh you mean, gosh. though. I've been working on that. There's, what you're sitting on now is oiled wood it by me. It takes time,
1: doesn't it? Yeah. You've yeah, done a really good job. Thank
0: you. <laughs> that is a stage right there. Dude, I absolutely... Adore your mission Do you you have a mission statement then? Is there something that you feel you've been put on this planet To do?
1: Um I Genuinely Because of everything that I've Overcome And literally Like I've As an adult I feel like I've seen people crash and burn From like even just one of the things that I've had to deal with I feel like I'm just In a very good position to help other people realize that there are ways and options to be better and to be nicer and
0: their their potential.
1: Yeah, wow. Not not even just like as a on a personal level, but like the way that they can actually impact other people. Because I, I mean, that that alone is something I'm really passionate about. I never I navigate throughout my day thinking like I know that anything I do. Is literally going to have a direct impact on someone else and I know I mean people can say it might be a negative thing to always be thinking about other people but I don't I don't do it in a way where it like stops me from doing what I need to do for me mm. but I'm very conscious of how I go about relation like people that I connect with throughout my life because yeah. I've I've been massively massively aware of how an experienced how someone's actions through maybe you're not even being conscious of the fact that they're doing it but something that they've done has literally flipped my whole life like on its back yeah yeah and I never want to know that something I've done has had a ridiculously negative impact on someone
0: else yeah and
1: I want I just I I guess I just want to make other people aware of the fact that if we work together Uh. We can we can all be living.
0: Pretty sweet. And 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 do the absolute adverse of what you've had done to you. Mm -hmm. Just having small implements into people's life and letting them know it can be glorious it can be this way and it's this effect and again you don't know a piece of content that you put out just a word that you say to somebody a nice comment about how they look how they the energy they brought to you yeah. you really don't know how radical that shift could be for somebody it's even smiling you know it's infectious <laughs> <laughs> smile that was a big one for me um the other day uh, somebody just said like you really don't know how much i needed you right now and i was like all right are you you okay (laughs) she goes i've just had the worst day all you did is smile at me and you made me feel exactly a hundred percent better and from that moment i went off in the car and i was like i really enjoy that that moment happened where can I implement that in somebody else's life? And it could be that simple. Yeah. It could be that much. Mo- it really, yeah. really, really
1: is. That
0: much to mean to someone. Do, are we doing this? Are we making a podcast together? I mean, We're I kind
1: of feel like there's so much unsaid that we have no
0: choice we we, we really must you're <laughs> such a fascinating person i've got you on this day where i was saying to you before i was running around like Manuel, faulty towers <laughs> gotta to get this gotta get out there's a vent happening i'm so sorry just a podcast <laughs> <laughs> but i want you here on a day where it's it's really chill we've put like maybe um an idea together where we go should we talk on this front today yeah. and this front because yeah. this the beauty of the madness of the world at the minute, there's a lot to talk about mm-hmm. and there's a lot to sift through and there's a lot to dissect and decipher. And I think we could do this together. I agree. I, I do, honestly, I love what mark you're putting onto this planet. What the, even if uh, I didn't see you for a year, I just love you exist. I know you're going <laughs> around doing <laughs> wonderful things for people's lives. And it, it just fills my heart because it makes me go... Oh, Oh, yeah, this is what we need more than ever right now. People being the change that they want to see, embodying it and letting it manifest and letting it emanate and grow out. I can't thank you enough for today. You've restored my faith in humanity. (laughs) Let's have it large. Where can people, again... I want to get you back to do all the music talk as well we have not even been down there. We've got Project Zeus. Oh, we'll go. We've got we'll where go. you're at. <laughs> we want to take you everywhere. It's just these noisy buggers outside. <laughs> <laughs> They've got me remembering I've got a party on. Are you having a drink later for you? I, I, might, I, have might, little, I might have a little have a have a tipple. I have a tipple. Where can people find all your stuff cuz guys it's so worth going down the line of it's incredible. So where can they find you and um, all all your projects? Um
1: mm-hmm. I'm Tiffany Jade Holland on Instagram. Most of my stuff links back to there. But you can find me on Apple Music, on Spotify, like anywhere you want to look. <laughs> Tiffany Jade
0: Holland, Tiffany, Tiffany Jade. Jade Holland. Yeah. And is it mainly Insta? What well, if somebody pinged you a message? Would you get back through insta or yeah
1: i mean i'm not gonna give you all my number like right yeah, now yeah we've got to get to know each other yeah. First. <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome yeah I, I i do not want loads of people just in your inboxes right now but i suppose from what you spoke about today if there was a young person aspiring person to get in the scene what a person to talk to what what a great inspiration yes, so definitely hopefully some of them people are in mm-hmm. there guys you've been a part of the old farm bus back at the bus sessions podcast remember what we say last thing i'm going to leave you on be nice to one another you beautiful you're beautiful buggers have a good day i'll see you later thank you very much thank you so much for being here thank you we enjoyed it i've loved it we did it <laughs> oh, sorry i had to wrap it up it's their fault
1: i can't even hear them you know